you're listening to Caddy Wampus. So Brian will not shut up about this movie. Mandy. Nicolas Cage starring Panos Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis? Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Cosmopolis is a David Cronenberg film. Panos Cosmatos, son of George P. Cosmatos, director of Stallone's Cobra. He needs us to watch this movie. And yeah, this is stupid. We all, this is like the fifth one we've done. He needs to watch this movie and we've making him watch all the Nick Cage movies and he hates it. And he hates all of them. There are over a hundred Nicolas Cage not all movies. Of them. I hate most of them. He hates most of them. He hates a, a strong majority of them. Um, the ones that I do like, we're not watching. We've watched. It's like you're picking the worst. Ones. Which ones do you like? Other than no, uh, I don't know. I like um, I like Mandy, and uh, we'll watch well, it one day. Obviously, Mandy is part um, of this. We can't watch it on the road to it. Head out of your ass, Brian. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what else I like. But as we watch these, I'm like, maybe I don't like these. We've watched a lot of shit. <laughs> Speaking of, yep, the trust, which is one of the many. Nicholas Cage, mm. I, I don't want to say just like straight to video, like, because I feel like this got a theatrical release in some places, possibly. Even I don't, here. I don't I think it did. It. It, s- it sounded like it got released in like Europe. Well, it premiered at South by Southwest. It premiered at a festival. Okay. So, and, and and Oscar Meyer presents movies, the festival. Like, I, I'm surprised I'd never heard of it. I mean, like, I guess I'm not, but I <laughs> generally keep up with Nick Cage. Kind of. <laughs> I honestly hadn't heard I follow, of this movie. I follow I several it. clubs. I follow him on Twitter. I hadn't even heard of this movie until I watched it. No. The Trust? Yeah. I, I also hate the name. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It has nothing to do with it. And I mean, like, obviously, all night, I was like, is it the, the truth? The trust? There is a the hook. What? There is a central hook in the sense that, like, if only Elijah Wood had trusted him. Which is, I guess, the tragic underpinnings of the film. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get or, to the Or end. is it because, you know, uh, Elijah Wood trusts, like, that hostage? I guess that's true too. That, that was my first. I mean, step. Elijah Wood does trust the wrong person yeah. given the choices. Although he should have trusted. He himself. didn't really know that. <laughs> As a reasonable person, you would trust her and not Nicolas Cage, who's just murdering people left and right. Yeah, I mean, but that's just what Nicolas Cage does. But he did get him exactly what he promised him. So maybe he should have trusted him. Maybe you're right. This is the philosophical film for the ages. <laughs> the description said this was like a rogue cop film, but I failed to see how this rogue is like... evidence department officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this did not feel like a rogue cop film as I've seen. The only past. rogue cop in this whole movie was the guy from My Name Is Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy from My Name Is Earl? Uh, the when they went into the uh, Chinese. Uh, Oh, cupcake. even, even Supply, yes. yes. The Cupcake Factory or whatever. I know him as the man from The Butterfly Effect. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, same here, yeah. I was like, yeah, he was the goth kid in The Butterfly Effect. Well, in one universe. Yeah. 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 That film's really just an acting reel for Ethan Supply, if you think about it. Pretty much. Now he on this character. skilled. And, and I was convinced that this whole thing was because of Cage's character being convinced that, oh, you know, the government's corrupt and this, this big crime ring is going on. And he's got to go above the law to try to stop this massive crime That's ring. That's kind of what they, they lead you to believe at first. And, and then uh, he just wants to take, take this, take whatever's in that vault and go off like to Mexico or something. And I was like, no. I assumed that immediately. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, this man is, this man is not wants, on the up and up. He just wants the money. He's doing this for the right reasons. I, just watch. Cage won't let me down. And then, you know, it, you know, the last act is like, oh, by the way, I, I, I'm so sure 
I'm so sure of this. I got two tickets. Just on one to nail. Yeah, like what? Yes, you want to nail. It's not that. It's just Shawshank Redemption will always make me think if you run to Mexico, you run to Zihuatanejo. So, so you like, can live together on the beach, you and Morgan Freeman. Making a boat. And then it, what I, a great movie. Uh, and then, you know, back a bit, like they're drilling through this, dr- trying to drill into this safe, which is most of the movie is spent trying to drill into this Well, vault, the movie's actually right? divided in half pretty evenly of like the prep, the prep to do it and then the actual act of, starting from the beginning. Evidence management team of the Las Vegas Police Department, although they seem to be doing the job of the crime scene unit. It's, I don't it's know. really I think murky. One of them, I was very yeah. confused at first. So Nicolas Cage. Yeah, for for his boss, I guess they has he has to put the, this tractor aside. Oh well, yeah, tractor. he's just like, hey, go! I, my son-in-law's birthday or some shit's coming up. Uh, there's like a John Deere in here. Go look it over for me. My favorite line in that scene is when the cop goes, he's a really good guy. <laughs> As if to be like, this will motivate you to go get this John Deere truck. And then Cage is like wandering around the evidence room after that. It's like, yeah, yeah I just put it aside. You know, he's chief's going to want to pick it up later. Like, no problem. No problem. Oh, check this out. It's this hollowed out engine block with these, you know, cocaine packets. Yeah. As the pistons. As the pistons. Yeah. Like who would think to do this? I also love how, how they, they ever get only caught? now just figured this out. Like, oh, wait. Gloveless. I, everybody just touching shit. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Isn't this, like, in evidence? And then there's, like, this, like, moment where this guy opens up this fake piston and there's a giant bag of Coke. Like, yeah, check this out. Isn't this cool? Uh, Cage is like, oh, yeah. Um, you need to submit that to evidence, though. We need, we need to process Which that. Which is really weird because I'm like, aren't you guys evidence? Why don't you take it? Yeah, you need, are, like, you need to submit this- that to us. You need, to, you need to process to that. And the other guy's like, what? Why would I process? Okay, yeah, of course, boss. You see, and if I were that guy, I'd be like, yeah, I'm telling you, my superior, right now, about what I've found. This is how this works, right? I report to you all the shit I find here. It's, it's thanks to that shenanigan that um, our character for Kate... What, what's his name? Copy McCopperson. Nicholas, I Nicholas Cage? Nicholas Cop. <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas Cop goes and fi- uh, finds G- the paperwork Lieutenant, for it. Lieutenant Jim Stone. Lieutenant That's right. Is that really Jim, it? Yes. Oh, my God. It's Jim. Jim and Elijah right. Wood's character is David? David Waters, which, by the way, psychologically, very strange to hear Nicholas Cage yell my name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> David! David! Oh, my God. I remember. Dude. <laughs> He's like, David! David! <laughs> hey, David, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry about earlier when I yelled at you, pointed a gun at you. He kind of sounds like Jimmy Stewart in this movie. Yeah, he does actually. I liked his mustache, <laughs> which was fake. Like that, <laughs> but which, which, which obviously. Is, but then there's too many close-ups of his face. Like in the first scene, there is a close-up of his face when he's like he holds up the ashtray. He goes, "This is a very interesting ashtray," and but it's so tight on his face that you can just see the glue. And you're I, like, I oh, saw the glue. What the fuck, guys? Which also feels like it was supposed to set up something because Nicholas Cage, or because Nicholas Cage, you know, talks about the ashtray and how this, like, it's the key to this scene. And then Elijah Wood keeps going, "I need to smoke at the scene." I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna come back now." Missed opportunity. So anyway, Nicholas Cage finds out this guy bailed out on cash, basically, or something. Two hundred grand cash. Yeah. Grand. Well, then he goes home to Jerry Lewis, who's in this movie. This is his final film, which is baffling what would, you know what a good cop would do you know what you you know you, a, a good cop would know exactly what to do like okay like what thanks dad what's is that the relationship i assume that's his father right yeah it's kind of implied but never explicitly stated and he, yes and then he gets david tangled up in his yeah, so elijah Wood. so also intercut with all this is elijah wood who is an evidence management officer I guess they're implying he's recently divorced seems to be the implication mm-hmm. and he's, he's down on his luck he's down on his luck <laughs> he's late to work He's Sergeant David Waters. 
I don't actually. So just, Nick Cage basically just walks up to him and goes, "Want to commit some crime?" Yeah, they're like hanging out at the bar, and he's like, "Try this lemon." That's hot right. He, sauce. Takes, <laughs> he takes him to a bar and demands he take a wedge of lemon yeah. and pour hot sauce on it and Ugh. eat it as their bit of business. First of all, Nicholas Cage has about seven bits of business in this scene because there's the whole thing how he can't get his coffee refilled. Mm-hmm. There's the whole thing where it's like, "Is that guy jacking off? I can't tell because he's eating." And then there's the whole thing of the lemon uh, hot sauce thing. Yeah. And this is this is like such a like. Tarantino wannabe scene because it's like you're giving your character a bit of business as you're trying to get through exposition but Nicolas Cage has like four bits of business and none of them really mean anything nope. no <laughs> like, yeah the lemon and hot sauce thing was just like what it what's the goal here he finally does it and he's like you like that shit he's like no it's no, fucking no, terrible no it tastes terrible <laughs> now let's go outside and continue our exposition it's uh, I, now that I think about it though it may actually be one of those moments where he's trying to see how far he can manipulate him. I think you're right, and I think that's all Nick Cage. Like, Nick Cage, none of that is written. No. Except for the guy being jacked off, because obviously they had an extra there. But um, it feels like Elijah Wood was clearly never told what Nick Cage was going to do. Because you could tell that Elijah Wood is, like, trying to keep up. Not like he's doing a bad job, but, like, you could tell that, like, Elijah Wood is, like, behind the curve in terms of Nick Nick Cage, like, clearly just going off script and doing whatever. It's really strange to me, because I feel like I liked their chemistry but it's like they didn't have chemistry it's just like i don't by design don't, yeah by design like like it, it is like elijah woods doing his best to follow the train of logic of nicholas cage which is what the character is trying to do yeah. to the other character i um, would like to see both of them together in a better movie which i guess gets to the point where this is ostensibly a black comedy i was laughing a lot I liked the score in the sense that it was clearly tacked on later to be like, this has to play funnier. (laughs) Not funny. Don't you love it when the score is retconning the mood? (laughs) Oh, this is a movie that was clearly changed drastically in post. We were just like, what? So wait, what happens next? They build a, oh, they buy a drill from some Germans who seem to know what they're doing. They go meet the random Germans and they they make the phone call to Germany. They make the phone call to Germany. And Jeremy's just like, oh, it's a bank robber. He's like, that's so, <laughs> so cool. cool. <laughs> I'm just like, what? And they need money for the drill. So so Nick Cage mortgages his house. And Elijah Wood needs to go on a a, a dirty drug bust with Ethan Suplee, who is what I can only describe as a sociopathic detective. Something like that. Um, He's the bad cop in this bad cop movie. So more than once, they do this weird deliberate shot of him pulling out his backup pistol and fake playing Russian roulette. Which I really thought was going to be... Again, there's a lot of stuff in Act 1 where I'm like, ah, Chekhov's backup pistol. You've shown it to me twice deliberately. Uh-huh. Even Suplee's going to come into Act 3. No, nope. it never happens. No, uh, <laughs> no never. never. Yep. Waste of time. Um, and so that's how he gets indeterminately. He gets the money for the drill. Nick Cage needs guns. And then he kills the gun dealer. And that's like your first turn of, like, oh, wait. Nick Cage is like <laughs> fucked up. He's he, he kills him because he spat on him. He well, no, 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 no. That the gun like, dealer. The oh, gun oh, dealer. Right, he right, kills right, right. him because he wants yeah. the guns, and the gun dealer's being an ass. That's right. Yeah, that was the random like, holy shit! He just like blows him in the or shoots yeah. him. Yeah, pretty sure it's yeah. the, because the dealer threatened to blow his brains out if he didn't shut up. And so when they finally stop, he's like, "Okay, yeah, look, these are really cool. Yeah. Fuck you, you're dead." I read it as it's the it's like, oh, you're just insane, like. Your plan all along is to kill everybody. And I think the movie's goal is to create the seed of doubt and put you on Elijah Wood's side of, oh, he is just going to kill everybody and take the money. Like, no one's getting out but Nick Cage, and that's his plan all along. That's how I kind of read it, because it's so premeditated. Because he already knew he was going to do it, because the bullets were in the glasses case. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so I think you're supposed. It's supposed to again. You're trying to trying to prevent the trust from forming. <laughs> I'll leave now. But um, no, but what reinforces that for me is that later on when they have hostages and one of them spits on Jim, yeah. and then the screen just cuts Jim to Stone. Jim Stone. <laughs> And then we cut to Elijah Wood, you know, going outside, taking all the heavy equipment in, comes back in, and all of a sudden that, that dude that just spat on Jim is dead. Like, oh, yeah, he went for me. He went at me. Yeah, what, with, with his hands, like, tied to his girlfriend or whatever? <laughs> he like, was going to bite him. He ran into my bullet. Yeah. He ran in <laughs> yeah. with his chest. <laughs> he <laughs> fell on all these bullets. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, David. He, he fell into my gun. <laughs> he fell into the bullet. <laughs> he fell into my gun six times. <laughs> then I had to reload and he fell into my gun again. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty clearly sad. He doesn't like being disrespected, which adds a lot of tension to the every time uh, David yells at him. Elijah just like, Wood. ooh, is Jim going to snap and kill Elijah Wood? Like, Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because like, when he's like, oh, I didn't get the van, and Elijah Wood freaks out at him and he goes... He pulls up the keys and goes, just a little pre-heist joke. <laughs> Calm down. Calm then, down, David. And then they get in. Nicholas Cage shoots the hostage and feeds Elijah with some story. There's this woman played by Sky Ferreira. So at this point, what, the drill fails? What's the no, next thing? No, they're using the drill. They're getting through. Uh, the security guard shows up. Stephen Williams X himself from the X-Files. Yep. They're drilling through. They stop to eat dinner. Well, that's set up it's in like a, it changed the recipe. That's a, that set up in an earlier scene. <laughs> the recipe. Because earlier, Nick Cage is talking about that cheesesteak place yep. with a guy in the evidence yeah. room. And he's like, he's like, Dad, they have the best cheesesteaks. The guy's like, oh, so good. Like, and Nicholas going to go, so good. The way the bread wraps. I can't remember what he said. Yeah, and then like, from <laughs> Elijah Wood's asking him legitimately serious questions about their crimes. And Nicholas Cage goes, they changed the recipe. Meets my approval. <laughs> and he keeps eating. Yeah. They spend a lot of time on just them drilling. Yeah. yeah. With like not a lot going on. It's like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's 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 like the centerpiece of the movie. Then the drill fails and oh. they only have like a quarter inch left. I was very uh, reminded of the bank job during that. I don't know. Same shit. There's just The Jason Statham yeah. film? I can't say that I've seen it. Yeah, at some point I just thought, is the, this like Payday the you, Heist? The see, I, I was reminded of Rafifi, the classic crime film in which a man breaks in for the ceiling of a bank. The bank job, like half the movie is them drilling. No, let's keep talking about the bank job. That's great. <laughs> You know, Rafifi, the bank job, same diff. I've never seen that, yeah, so I don't exactly. know what that is. The belt's not. Why can't they just go to Sears and get another belt? It's middle of the night. So? I don't know. Well, anyway, they're a quarter they're a quarter inch away, so they decide to use a sledgehammer. They get through. They break the combination. Elijah Wood, I guess because he's already in a mistrusting way, decides to not share the combination. He writes it down and removes it so that Nicholas Cage doesn't know it. I don't know why. Um, well, he does no, it he leaves later. On the, he leaves on the door. He leaves and... on the door, but he opens the door. He mm-hmm. gets down there. He's like, you should come see this. They find out that it's full of diamonds and gold and really expensive shit that's not scary. Just, yeah. yeah, not just the cash they thought it was going to yeah, be for a Yeah, it's scary shit that only scary people would have. Yeah. And then it's when they go... fancy safe. Yeah. Yeah, basically, they thought they were walking into a two-bit drug operation steal you know maybe maybe at most a couple million or something basically rip off some drug dealers um and instead they've basically hit an international cartel elijah wood's like we should walk away while we still can nicholas cage basically reveals he kind of already knew it was this 
No, he uh, Elijah Woods like you already knew because mm-hmm. he has like exactly the right amount of yeah. bags. Yeah, like yeah, he has everything needed to take everything in that room. Cage yes. cased this way more thoroughly. And then than Cage is like, no, 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 I'm just, I I'm just got pre- bags. I'm just prepared. <laughs> yeah. I'm just prepared, and you're scared, and that's okay. But I'm not scared. <laughs> we should let's, take it all, David. Let's, let's get the money. I've already got the tickets. Let's get out of here. And then at this point, um, Sky Ferreira basically uh, needs to call her kid, and she's like terrified. She's seen Nick Cage's face. Nick Cage has tried to shoot her. Elijah Wood writes down the number on his hand, dials it for her, and she uh, ostensibly talks to her kid. Elijah Wood closes the safe and removes the combination and basically tells Nick Cage that he tries to take control of the situation and tries to get Nicholas Cage to walk away, which leads to the only fiend of this movie I had seen in like GIF form and clip form, which is, which is Nicholas Cage pushing Elijah Wood up against the safe with a gun going, open the safe. Open it, open it, open it, open it. Nine times in a row. Throws him to the ground, puts a gun to his head, cut to black. And you're like, what happened? And then you just cut to them in the safe. Because I guess the commercial breaks over. And um, <laughs> previously on The Trust. I, yeah. was, I was dying. When yeah, that was so great. great. It's definitely. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is keeping this movie alive. Yeah. Anything that works about it is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, like it, it is the, I, the most by the numbers generic heist movie with all the plot holes of a heist movie and all the missing pieces to make it not compelling. It, but Nicolas Cage is doing his best yeah. to make this interesting whenever he's on screen. I, I, I like Elijah Wood in it too. Yeah, Elijah like, Wood's good in it too. Like Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood, by the nature of it, has to be the straight man to yeah. Nicolas Cage's fucking craziness. Yeah. So they're packing up the safe. He basically gets into the room of Sky Ferreira, holds the gun up, and is ready for Nicholas Cage to come back in. Nicholas Cage walks in and goes, David, I'm sorry about how I blew up at you earlier. And then he shoots Nicholas Cage in the neck. There's a shootout. Nicholas Cage dies. And tragically, he is searching Nicholas Cage's pockets and pulls out the tickets, only to find that there are, in fact, two tickets to Mexico. He was never going to kill Elijah Wood. Yep. They were going to live together in happiness yep. in Mexico they for the rest of their lives. They could have had Coronas on the beach together for the rest of their lives. Building I a boat in San Montanejo. I dig you, man. Elijah Wood puts everything back. Put Sky Ferrer in the van and basically goes, if you do everything you do everything I say, you're going to live. They drive up north. Two vans circle him. The phone number on the back of the van is the phone number on Elijah Wood's hand. Oh, no. She wasn't an innocent bystander. She broke the trust. She is, she is <laughs> part of this cartel, and they flat out murk Elijah Wood. Yeah. And that's it. He, and, he holds up his cop badge. He's like, I'm a cop. Don't do it. Yeah. And then and the, one bullet in the head and the movie pretty much. Or, and, then, and then his yeah. badge is put into evidence. Yeah, the, the whole movie was about them trying to get this money to get out of the job they hated, I'm assuming. And now they're stuck there for eternity. Oh, no, Elijah Wood explicitly states he hates that job. Yeah. yeah. Was he talking about his role in the movie, or was he talking about his job as an evidence officer? We don't know, and it doesn't really matter. Elijah Wood was telling the producers off-camera, and they caught it. That wasn't in the script. Just go with it. It's fun. So it is Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage's badges that go into evidence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, which, again, if the movie had set this up... You know, it's like if you have an Act 3 problem, you really have an Act 1 problem. Act 1 sets up a completely different movie yeah. that involves Ethan Suplee and these other things that we're spending time on. I, this, is a good, this is a good Nick Cage performance uh, in the sense that it, it really keeps the movie uh, watchable. I mean, the movie itself is like trash. There's nothing I, to I it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but there's nothing to it. I don't know. But there's, there's nothing, and it's long. Like, like how, it's, how long is it? Well, it's, 90, only, it's ninety minutes. It's only ninety minutes, but like it's it so slow. It's about sixty minutes too long. I don't know. Yeah, it fifty-three minutes me. to get to the goddamn drill. I enjoyed it more than I should have. I, I well, yeah, but I think that's because of Nick Cage's performance. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is a movie that actually is helped by having Nick Cage. Where I think yeah. we have watched a lot of movies where 
It should not have been Nick Cage. Yeah. I think this is a really good use of Nick Cage. He's not the main character. The problem with next to knowing is you're weighing the emotional arc of your story around him. That's not his strong suit. His strong suit is to be a weird force of nature within the movie. In Next, he should be the weird FBI agent who's like, I've been studying it my whole life. This man can travel back in time. I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm going after him. How great would the movie be if Elijah Wood could go back in time two minutes and Nicolas Cage was after him? Well, David, you have yourself a movie. <laughs> it's time to reboot Next. Ugh. The next golden to, man. Next oh, to that, so uh, Elijah Wood, in my version, it's it's it's, it's more back to the source material. So Elijah Wood seduces Nick Cage <laughs> and impregnates him with a new golden man. Uh-huh. I'd still watch it. I think I've made myself quite the art house film. It's like Holy Motors, but with Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage. So what else do we have on The Trust? Uh, I think that's The Trust. Is anyone... I mean, that, li- yeah, that's... Cage carries the movie. It doesn't really stand out. There's some good one-liners, I guess. Great yeah. mustache. <laughs> Great they changed the mustache. recipe. Yeah, not much. We left without really much closure. I mean, that was. Yeah, well, no, I mean, there was closure in that movie. The, it's the, worth. I mean, everyone's dead. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Unlike the other piece of shit we watched. <laughs> so the following year, he makes. A movie that actually got some buzz. Um, Which I don't understand. I, I understand how it gets buzz coming out the, of a festival. Is the concept the reason it got buzz? Well, the concept's nothing new, but um, it got it, it premiered at TIFF, and it got buzz coming out of TIFF. Gotcha. So we watched Mom and Dad from Brian Taylor, who's half of Devil Dean Taylor. For anyone who doesn't know, half the equation of Crank, Crank 2, Gamer, and Ghostwriter Spirit of Vengeance. I believe he's responsible for Happy on Sci-Fi Channel, the Grant Morrison adaptation, which explains something in this movie I did not see coming. Kind of caught me off guard. So Mom and Dad is your classic take on the Screwfly Solution, uh, which is a short story. A signal goes out. And all of the men in the world try to kill all of the women. And the reason, and the, and the end of that story reveals that the signal is actually from an alien race who's trying to reduce the population before they take the planet. And obviously, if all the men kill all the women, there's no more reproduction. The reason it's called the Screwfly Solution is because we uh, actually invented a way to limit the Screwfly population by creating a radio signal that confused the males. So they tried to, um, what's the most delicate way to put this? They tried to commit intercourse on the wrong end of the female, killing them. Jeez. They're, huh. they're flies. A lot. I mean, Twilight Zone's done it. There's a movie called The Signal. Yes. There's a movie <laughs> called Who Could Kill a Child, which this film is very inspired by. It's literally the reverse of Who Could Kill a Child. All the children try and kill all the parents on an island. All of this is based off of an actual thing. I mean, it's all riffing on an actual thing. There's no, like, adapted by credit, but it's one of those things the where... The Screwfire Solution's a legitimate thing. The Screwfire that... Solution... Oh, you're talking about, oh, this natural story is based on a real thing we did to it, flies? It yes. Is, yes. Wow. Yep. Okay. So there, there's a, a science to the scythe and that we've actually done this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. why it's that's why it's horrifying. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that's sort of what this movie is trafficking in. And also anything like that also traffics ultimately in um, uh, just riffing on the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Which also is, because even though it's not zombies, it's the exact same theory. It's the exact same structure. Yep. And you have the exact same archetypes of that original. I mean, the word zombie existed before Night of the Living Dead, but the zombies, you know, it comes from Vermeer with Night of the Living Dead. This was more like a cohesive, or I'm sorry, coherent 28 Days Later rage. Like, I mean, the only thing you really need to know is that the parents want to kill their own children. That's it. Yes. Yeah, it's not other Although like, Nicholas Cage has no problem um, trying to kill the boyfriend. That's because he was in the way. And Sel- well, yeah. then Selma Blair has no. Selma Blair goes out of her way to kill her mother-in-law. Hey. That's because she was trying to kill 
her husband. Yeah, but then what? That doesn't. You know that doesn't track. So they yeah, there's there, there's some issues here. And so sure. why don't regardless so why of don't, the issues, the movie's so, shit. <laughs> yeah. No matter what the issue is with the cohesiveness of the movie, it's still hot okay. trash. So, well, so Cage's character, I think, is shown being abusive towards his wife in one of the first scenes in Act One. Well, emotionally abusive, yeah. yes, in a flashback. Which, by the way, halfway through the movie, flashbacks start. Which I is wanted to die. A weird choice. Um, I did not like that at all. I was like, take me back into the action. Fuck off with this flashback. So, so this movie is a good example of the trailer showing me everything I wanted to see. And then the rest of the movie being absolute shit. The first time I saw the trailer for this movie, I was kind of excited. Just to see how what Nicolas Cage would do. But then it turns out that, that the scenes in the trailer are only like five minutes of the entire movie. So this movie makes a really big decision structurally. And I think it's the biggest problem with the movie. In a movie like this, it makes no sense to give Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair as much screen time as you do. Because they are ultimately going to be infected by something that's going to remove their agency. So at a certain point in the movie, they're going to stop being characters on a journey and become vessels of a disease. So in a movie like this, it makes way more sense to only follow the kids. This movie should be called Damon Meets His Girlfriend's Parents. <laughs> and, and and it really should be about, like, that should be your metaphor. Because like if you think about, like, Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead, it makes sense that the world is slow to react. But you're following a group of characters who have some agency. You obviously, you have Ben in Night of the Living Dead. And you have, I don't remember Ken Forhey's character um, in... Dawn of the Dead, but you have characters who are like, hey, this is happening. I'm ahead of the curve. Here's my plan. And the only person in this movie who has that is, is Damon, the boyfriend yeah. of their teenage daughter, where he gets it really quickly. He's like, okay, this is happening. I got to go get her. I go get her and be like, we can't go back. Well, my brother's there. Okay, we will we'll go back and get the brother. Like, there's a plan. But the problem is they're not the main characters, really. They really should be. They I, should be. Yeah, I, they, I they really, should be. I really thought that this was going to be a kid zombie movie where the zombies were the yeah. best. Which is, and that's the easiest been, way to make yeah, this movie. And it would have been fine. And part of me is like, once you got Nicolas Cage and Summer Blair, did you go, well, we can't, we got to use them. And that's why we have so much extra business with them. The other side to it is, and I do think this is interesting in the movie is, I liked the half-baked idea if they had developed it further, that once they get infected, they rekindle their love for each other by trying to murder their children. Right. Their marriage, like the reason we cut back to three weeks ago, happy for the movie, is to show what their marital problems are and how they don't feel like they're uh, individuals anymore. They're just mom and dad. Would you stay married to Nicolas Cage after the sledgehammer? No. Um, <laughs> no. But in her defense, she does go to her old flame to try and get a new job, so you can infer that she's on her way out. Yeah. Um. But you could also make that movie, but that movie needs to be way more self-contained. Like that movie needs to be like Shaun of the Dead. You see some stuff on TV, but you never cut outside to, yeah. to other people. You stay more or less within the house. And it is about their failing marriage and how they're really bonding. Like, that's a cool idea, like twisted idea for a horror movie, which is, oh, it's a love story about two people who plot to murder their children. That's a twisted, interesting thing that actually could, if you delved into it, would be really cool and interesting, like really cool, really emotionally complicated and kind of have that sick, twisted fun of a 70s, you know, um, grindhouse film, which this movie kind of wants to have. Mm. But um, instead they scratched the surface and never got further. Yeah, well, the problem is they've mashed the two movies I've just described together. Yeah. It's Damon meets his girlfriend's parents and mom and dad kill their kids. Like, and it's like you're intercutting them and it doesn't yeah. work. And that's the biggest problem with the movie. And the movie's also only like 80 minutes. So it both feels things like seven are, hours. Both things are completely half-baked. Like they're yeah. not fully formed ideas at all. 
I think probably my least favorite effect they tried to do was when mom and daughter were in the car and they were driving. Yeah, they were driving. Oh, the and for some reason they had the transparent, like it was on the window of the car. Yeah. The text messages that were going through. The text messages, the Instagram. No, no, no it was, it was between the two of them. It's like a, it's like, it's get like it, because get of, it, Steve. Yeah. Her, her being <laughs> That's on the, even worse. Her He's being an on art, the, Brian Taylor's an artist. Her being on the cell phone was the, the, the divider between the two of them. Why she couldn't yeah. connect with her mother. I really hate how all the characters are written. And if, if you're familiar with the crank movies, it's like this movie is about the annoying side characters in the crank movies. I think crank only works because most of the Jason time Statham. it's literally like you focus on Jason Statham. He kills yeah. a bunch of weird people yeah. and the movie's over. Well, Jason Statham fine. brings an energy like, like Chev Chelios brings a, you know, is, is a, that's, a, that's the name. It's like a bullet through the movie. Yeah. He, it's a goal. It, thing. It so everybody else is like an annoying side character. Well, this yeah. movie's about those annoying side yeah. characters. Whereas mom and dad is about way too many fucking characters and they do nothing. Mom and dad is probably my least favorite movie we've watched. Probably my least favorite movie. It really, like, it was really tough to get. I'm trying to like I've seen worse. Also, Mom and Dad's biggest problem is the ending. Is the there's no ending. Awful. There's no ending, which of course sours your entire experience because maybe at at the very least, if you had come to some thematic conclusion, you would have been like, all right, well, this was shitty, but you gave me something. I kind of expected the kids just to shoot their parents. Yeah, it's like just kill them. Just kill them, and the cycle's over. And maybe you become infected when you're older. Who knows? I mean, once your parents are dead, you're safe, right? Because they're yeah, the other parents don't want to kill you, so well, and the, end it. That's some of the moments in the movie that are cool. Like, so one of the things that's set up in Act One that pays off is their grandparents are coming over for for dinner. So it's that Nick is, Cage's parents, and I remember thinking when when the movie started and they say that I'm like, okay, Act Three better be the grandparents trying to kill Nick Cage, and sure enough, it was. That was well, when I heard that doorbell. I went, oh, now it just got. I didn't know it was going to be Lance Hendrickson, so that was a nice surprise. That, that, that was a highlight. That was honestly one of the only good parts of the whole movie is yeah. him I, opening the front door and then mom, his mom just spraying him with pepper mace. spray and fucking oh, taser. My bet, no, my the best part of this movie, the best thing this movie did for cinema is I got to see. One, Lance Hendrickson with a fanny pack. And then he pulled a knife out of the fanny pack and gutted Nicolas Cage. (laughs) This movie is terrible, but it is worth it for Lance (laughs) Hendrickson removing a knife from a fanny pack and stabbing (laughs) Nicolas Cage. I never, ever thought I wanted to see that. I never thought I would see anything like that. Now I've seen it and I'm like... I'm pretty happy with this. That's a that's a gif I want on my phone at the ready at all times. That talk after the whole or during the whole grandparents thing when they're in the garage with the car and you cut to Nicolas Cage and the son talking I'll fucking about kill you. there's a pushy magnet. <laughs> Dad, to touch my car again, I'll fucking kill you. This, this, <laughs> no, but really, this I'll is, fucking kill you. This is a this is a pussy magnet. Dad, sorry, son, chick magnet. <laughs> my favorite thing was when Lance Hendrickson's gutting him, and then he sees the grandson. And he goes, "Hey, slugger!" <laughs> and I thought that is cool. Like that's a cool aspect to this movie is that they only have it for their kids. So like. Literally, the dude sees his grandkids, and it's like his grandpa again. Yeah. Like, like I actually thought that was really cool, and that's the kind of stuff that, again, in a long, in a movie that was more focused on this house, in a good movie, <laughs> where yeah, where where the grandparents show up at the beginning of Act Three as opposed to like right at the end. 
you can really play with some of that dynamic and the fact that you have this basically this triangle of people trying to murder each other but not trying to murder anybody else stuck in this sort of cyclone of a house like that's when the movie got really interesting but it's like a five minute scene um also the cgi was terrible but i really enjoyed the slow motion shot of the of the grandma going over the yeah. sunroof yeah <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I clapped. I clapped. I was like, uh, see, and that's why I'm like, no, I don't like this movie, but. Sawzall. I got, yeah, Sawzall. 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 That literally was the fucking open it scene. It was just the, just different lines, Sawzall. same delivery. Anyway, uh, so that's, there's not much of a plot. I mean, really, there's, uh, oh, Nick Cage gets blown up at one point. That was. But it has Daffy Duck ash on his face. Yep, yep. No real discernible burns. For a second, um, I really thought Loops this stuck movie on his face. was going to turn into Home Alone. Yeah, it kind of. I, I mean, it, it kind of did. Kind of for a minute. Yeah. Also, if you talk about funny Nick Cage lines, so there's the sawzalls, and at one point he just goes, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. It was better than that movie too. So anyway, Doctor Oz showed up. Oh god! Yeah, Doctor Oz cameos in this movie, which I literally so I wrote notes, and my first note is, or my note at this point is, oh they got Doctor Oz, and then my next note in all caps, forget Doctor Oz. What the fuck is Grant Morrison doing in this movie? Comic book writer Grant Morrison has more lines of dialogue than possibly the younger son because he has a monologue on television yep. to explain the phenomenon, and it is comic book writer Grant Morrison. I don't understand. I guess it's because they did Happy together. But yeah. like that's so weird. Like, why would you get... Gra- I, it's weird to me. I'll tell you another thing this movie did well. The daughter gets back. I don't remember any character dates and it doesn't matter. The daughter tries to get back to uh, rescue her little brother. And the little brother's terrified under the backpack because the maid has already killed her daughter. And he's like, I need my backpack. I need my backpack. And she's like, get the fuck, who the fuck cares about your backpack? And, and it turned out to be Chekhov's backpack because this kid pulls a fucking handgun out of the backpack <laughs> and puts one in his dad's chest. And I'll admit, pretty good payoff. Or no, one in his mom's chest. No, in her arm. In her, in her arm, arm yeah. sorry. He shoots yeah, yeah. it through the door a couple times and hits the mom in the arm. But I, I thought that was pretty good. And then they have the flashback to hit the kid in his underwear, finding the gun, yeah. and then like doing poses. And it was shit basically with it. you talking to me. It was yeah. basically Taxi Driver. Um, what what'd you set the combination lock to? Oh, you know, which is birthday. Oh, yeah, that was a good joke. Oh, you know, uh, uh, Jason's birthday. <laughs> oh. Cuts to the kid with the gun. <laughs> also, why does the movie keep injuring Damon? I noticed the, the kids get away unscathed, the children. I don't but know. The but boyfriend, Damon. Fucking he he should be I kept dead. thinking he was down for he the gets count. Like two, he gets like. Two concussions. He gets um, a fucking metal wire through his cheek. A broken he, spine. Yeah, he goes off of a second story balcony, bings off the arm, bings <laughs> off the um, uh, uh, he fucking like t- Titanic's off the arm rail, and then d- crashes through a couch. He still is able to get up, get a uh, club, and take it to Selma Blair. Now, to his yeah. credit, every time he gets knocked down, it takes him a it takes him a while to get back up. Everybody keeps assuming he's dead, including me, the audience. Yeah, rightfully so. He, yeah. sh- <laughs> he should have been dead. His respawn timer kept getting like shorter, though. I noticed that. Yeah, well, I am more adrenaline kicked in. Adrenaline kept kicking in the more he got injured. Well, because that first one, like Nicholas Cage, kind of fucks him. Well, I mean, up. I mean, he basically cracks his skull open. Yeah, on yeah. the tile floor. My see, favorite was the grandparents. Is, yeah, this is a good example. This is a good example of um, a movie where the highs are way higher. Than the other movie we watched, but the lows are so much lower. 
The Trust is overall a more even film, but the stuff that I liked in Mom and Dad, I liked a lot more than the stuff I liked in The Trust, and the stuff that I hated in Mom and Dad, I hated a lot more than the stuff I didn't like in The Trust. Especially the ending. The ending the of lack this of movie, one. oh my god. We both love you, but sometimes we just want to... Credits. Credits. Yeah. Sometimes we just want to what? We just want to dubstep. Sometimes you just want to dance. Yeah, the worst part of the movie is the soundtrack from Mr. Bill. What the fuck was up with the soundtrack and the it's wacky just, sound just, effects? That's literally the soundtrack to Gamer, to Crank, to Crank so, 2. I mean, those are that's how we, those movies so are. So the Mr. Bill thing. Well, no, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I saw Mr. Bill and I just went, oh, no. That's oh, what it's I'm a Saturday Night Live animated. <laughs> it was an animated film from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, no, but I was like, why did we all talk about Mr. Bill? Like, what? What do you mean? I'm trying to remember what part of the movie brought that up. He scored mom and dad. So Mr. Bill, not the claymation. Oh, no, no, he's named himself after the claymation. All right. Sketch. <laughs> Where are we losing you? Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Kind of like how Nick Cage's son's name is Kal-El, but he's not actually Superman. I'm okay. so confused. How are you? The kidding? same way I'm not the king, the King David of the Judaic uh, religion. I'm just Wait, named after him. Technically, I'm named after David Carradine, but my mother will not admit it. But my grandmother filled me in. Alright. So, no, I'm just saying. Apparently, so my like, mother loved Kung Fu. So, there's Mr. Bill, the character. Yes, yes. And then there's, there's Mr. A, Bill, the musician. There's a DJ who's named himself after. That. Got it. Yes. Got it. Done. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at cattywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly.